0: I am Kara Kaczynski, the pocket occupational therapist, and we're here in Dallas, Texas at the Future Horizons Autism Super Conference. So, the book is The Special Needs School Survival Guide, and it's everything you wanted to know about school. It is okay, so it starts out with just di- different diagnoses that you might see, and then um, I explain them in clear terms, no technical jargon, and then each little diagnosis area has about, I don't know, 50 to 100 activities that you can do at home or at school or cheaply and effectively. So it's just full of information that you can use right now. And the cool thing about it is at the end of every chapter are resources that you can use and access in the internet from a computer. And it's, um, it's not just for kids with any diagnosis either. It's for kids that are just having trouble with handwriting, or with dressing in school, or transitions, too. Well, both of my kids are on the autism spectrum, so it's important to me that when I learn something for other people, you know, as I research it for occupational therapy, I want to try it at home. So then I take what works, and I put it in a book, and what doesn't work, it's thrown out the window. Uh, and the other thing is, I've just started to research for webinars because our kids, as you know, if our kids are aging, so they start out these cute little babies with autism, and now they're getting to be teenagers and young adults, and we need help with modifying the environment for them, transition planning, and especially for IEP goal writing, for functional things that they can work on—not just handwriting, but then going beyond into the transition to young adulthood. Yeah, the misnomer at this point in the school systems is that we just do handwriting. So that's, we are actually not handwriting teachers. We can modify or help rectify a grip that's inefficient. So if a child doesn't have that nice, pretty little tripod grasp, we can help to get that. However, when the kid's in second or third grade, then we look at efficiency so if the grasp is is efficient if it's a quadrupod grasp or if it's some kind of funky grasp and the child can write efficiently then we leave it alone but if not then we go to um, electronic accommodations so OTs then can look at keyboarding and what kinds of keyboards would fit the student best also sensory processing as the kids get older it looks different so we can look at sensory processing as it relates to function in the school and then we also can look at behavior and transition planning. Um, other things we can do is work on seating. So if the child's having trouble sitting still in the classroom, we can modify that too. So not just handwriting, not just sensory, but we look at behavior transitions. So anything that affects that student's school day. Right, so that's a really good question because sensory processing disorder did not make it into the last DSM which is the way that medical professionals classify disorders. So it did make it into the classification under autism but sensory processing disorder is very confusing. And a lot of uh, therapists treat it differently. So uh, the general overview is that sensory processing is either a heightened response to stimuli in the environment or a too low, which is hypo, response. So if the student perceives every noise around them is equally as important, or every feeling, so I'm sitting here, I can feel the chair, my sweater, the noise around me, then it's hard to concentrate and focus in the classroom on what you're supposed to be paying attention to. So we would use something, maybe a suggestion could be a way Uh, lap pad or some kind of fidget tool, tool for the student to fidget with or we can even look at special positioning in the classroom so preferred seating then with sensory transitions can be hard because any unexpected bump in the classroom can or in line can set the child off into a fight or flight which is when they really have a tantrum and freak out So when they're in a fight or flight mode, they may fly off the handle for no apparent reason, maybe just being bumped by another student. So it's our job to be detectives and to figure out why the student is having that meltdown. So my CDs were created for my own kids who, my son in kindergarten didn't like the fire drills so he was afraid to even step foot into the classroom because the fire alarm may sound. Of course the school's not going to say, oh let's just set up the fire alarm for your son Bob, you know. So we thought, where can we get a fire alarm? So we went into a uh, recording studio and picked a whole plethora of sounds that you couldn't control, fireworks, thunder, sirens, and we put them on a CD and I wrote. nursery rhymes changing the words to blender blender it's okay or um, you know different different little mary had a little lamb is you know something to do with thunder so they're kind of fun and that way the student can control the volume of the sound it's not a listening therapy there's no headphones involved it's just a fun way to control sounds that you normally couldn't control so they're for sale at my website thepocketot.com